Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer this Monday morning, excuse me, Tuesday morning, the day after Labor Day, September 7th. So glad to have you along. My name's Tom Short. I hope if you're here for the first time, make sure you subscribe and hit that notify button. Leave a comment. Let me know who you are and where you're from. And I bless you, those of you who come back day after day. And in God's name, I bless you and love you. This is kind of a big day for me. Uh, you know, it was in March of 2020 that I was uh, preaching at Oklahoma State University, and the students told me that, uh, you know, everything was shutting down. That night we heard on the President Trump say that everything was going to be shutting down, the university shutting down. And I've hardly been back on the campus since. I've been on the campus, but not preaching since. And so today is uh, getting back in the saddle, shall we say, getting back on the bicycle that I rode for so many years after a year and a half of not really being out there preaching on campus. So it's kind of like, uh, start. it feels like starting something new and fresh that I've not done in a while, even though that was my ministry for more or less 40 years. And so I thought it'd be good today, as I'm heading back out on the campus at Columbus State, if you're in the Columbus area and you want to stop down, you can, um, and share some of the verses that, have, that are key to my thought process and my thinking as I go out on campus and for you to pray for me and we'll pray together. And I know many of you really do come here day by day and we're feeling a kinship and you want to pray for me and I'm so grateful for you to be partnering with me in that way. So if I could share some verses with you that that are on my heart as I prepare to go out on the campus. Romans chapter 1 verse beginning with verse 14. I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and the foolish. So, for my part, I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Many, many people on campus are ashamed. They, they're being shamed. They're not Personally, they, they love Jesus, but they are shamed into silence. They're intimidated. And I believe one of the big things I do when I come to a campus is by speaking boldly and not being ashamed of my faith or of what the Bible teaches or of Jesus Christ or of the gospel and to stand firm and to defend it. I think that is a contagious boldness that spreads to many, many, many people. And that kind of leads to Jude verse 3, Jude chapter 1, verse 3, where we read this. Beloved, while I was making every effort to write to you about our common salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all handed down to the saints. That's what I do. I contend earnestly for the faith. Our faith is under attack in our universities. It is a hostile environment to the Christian faith. And while God has raised up many wonderful Christians on the campus, maybe you came to Christ while you were in high school or college, and maybe you became a strong believer by, by enduring opposition. But one, the truth is, most people don't do very well on campus. Most Christians, they're intimidated, they're tempted, and their faith is attacked. It's a very hostile environment towards our faith. And so, 
When I go there, I contend earnestly for the faith. I believe we have the truth. Folks, we have the truth. I am not afraid or intimidated to talk to an evolutionist, a secularist, LGBT advocate, um, Muslim, um, whoever else comes against us, far-left political Antifa-type folks. We f- I face them all on campus, and they're all out there, and they're all, they, they see the university, that if you win that generation, you will win the future of the country. They, the, the target, the university is the target for people who want to change our culture. It is ground zero for the cultural wars. The cultural wars are not being fought prim- predominantly in Washington or Hollywood or, or uh, anywhere else. They're being fought on the college campus because this is the future. And everybody who wants to change our world knows that. And so when I go there, I contend earnestly for the faith. We don't see the results immediately. The results we're seeing in Washington these days are because of what's been happening on the campuses the last 40 years, you see. What's going on in Hollywood is because of what's happened in campuses the last 40 years, etc. And so we continue to fight there and to contend earnestly, publicly, boldly for the faith. 2 Corinthians and chapter 10 and verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Folks, this is what, when I go on campus, this is what I think of. There are spiritual strongholds raised up against the knowledge of God. So many ideas, so much deconstructing of the Bible, so much attacking of the Bible, so much attacking of faith. And, and the idea to, to believe in, in God and the Bible is thought of that's outside of knowledge. That's not true. That's not relevant. But because of the, the tremendous effect Christianity has had on our culture, and it continues to, even though many don't believe, we, um, there are these strong, they, they feel the need to, to stand against and to attack and to tear down the Christian faith. There are strongholds that I attack when I go on camp. I think of myself like, like Elijah. It's a conflict, me, and, me versus the prophets of Baal. Elijah versus the prophets of Baal and me versus a lot of this, the, the, the strongholds of secular humanism the stronghold of sexual immorality, the LGBTQ stronghold, the stronghold of, of scientism, that science has all the answers and all truth can be found in the science, through science. Strongholds of materialism, strongholds of intellectual pride, strongholds of pornography, strongholds of bitterness. So many people are bitter at Christianity. And indeed, much education today is designed to tell people you're a victim and to, and, and as we know, to create an oppressor and oppressed mentality. And so many people taught you're oppressed. And who is the oppressor? Well, in many cases, it's the Christian church. And so there's much bitterness. There are strongholds that need to be torn down by our mighty spiritual weapons of truth, the word of God, and prayer. And of course, love tears these down as well. 
2 Timothy chapter 4. What do we do in the midst of all, all of this uh, um, spiritual battle? How do we fight? What is our weapon? 2 Timothy chapter 4, one of my life verses, beginning with verse 1. 2 Timothy 4 verse 1, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom. I don't know if I know of any scripture, any command in scripture that has a more solemn introduction to it. Perhaps the Great Commission, all authority has been given to me, but this is pretty heavy. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom. What do we do? Preach the word. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Why? For the time will come when they will no longer endure sound doctrine. But when they have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires, and will turn away their ears from the truth, and will turn aside to myths. But you be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. It's one of my life calling verses. Preach the word, preach the word, preach the word. There's power in the word of God. We try and reason with people so much, and it's so easy to be drawn into just, I'll reason with you and argue with you. But there's power in the word of God. Preach the word. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Why? Well, we're in those days when people have turned aside to just accumulate teachers or tell them what they want to hear and tell them you're fine and everything's good and so forth. Finally, John 3, 16, which is the verse where I came to Christ from. And in this, shall we say, battle of ideas for the hearts, souls, and minds of people in our day, we never forget that the, the, the ultimate way to win people has got to be the gospel. And so John 3, 16, I remind myself, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. But then he goes on to say this, for God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in the Son is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he's not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is the judgment, that light has come into the world and men loved the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. You know, we wish everybody would love the truth. We wish everybody would love the light. We wish everybody would love what's good and would love God. Truth is, many, many, many don't. The Bible teaches we really are sinners. And many people know how to mask it well, but they're still sinners. And when the light shines brightly, and when the truth of God is proclaimed and the gospel is really proclaimed with, with power and boldness, sometimes, you know, it, it, it takes off the veneer of people who are hiding their true self with 
with respectability and civility. And so sometimes on the campus, as we proclaim the gospel and we stand up for what's true, right, and good, there is opposition. So we pray for this today. And so today I'd like to pray for me and for the campus. And I'd like to let you uh, join in with me in this prayer and to continue with these prayers for me. Are you ready? Oh, Father, we thank you for the gospel message. Thank you. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How awesome this is. Father, your arm is not so short that it cannot save. There's nobody, Lord, nobody beyond your reach. And Father, I, even today as I go to Columbus State, I'm, I'm, my mind goes to, to people that seem far away, hardcore lesbians and gay people who turn to you. People, Lord, who were, who were of another religion who turned to you. People who had hatred in their heart. And by the end of the day, their, their spirit had turned, their heart had turned, and they'd been saved. Father, I pray that today you would be with me, that I would contend earnestly for the faith, that I would be eager to preach the gospel, that, that I would give hope to people in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, I preach the word fearlessly, boldly, that, that I reprove, rebuke, and exhort with great patience and instruction, that people would listen, that people would receive hope, that people would be struck in their heart of hearts, that they would repent deep within their soul, they would realize they are away from God. I pray there'd be a fear of God come upon those who listen today. I pray there'd be a fear of God come upon this campus and a fear of displeasing you and an awareness of a judgment to come. I pray people would get off of the path of destruction. So many, Lord, are, are on the path of destruction and they're leading to hell. And I pray they get on the path of life that comes to, that comes to eternal glory with Jesus Christ. I ask, Father, today that you would open up uh, uh, ears that are deaf, open up eyes that are blind. I pray, Lord, that people would see and they'd hear the truth. Deliver us from distractions. Deliver us from things that would keep people from being able to hear or being able to see. Open up minds that are closed, that people might understand, that they might be persuaded, that their mind might receive the information. And Father, open up hearts that people might believe. For it is with a heart a man believes. We pray for open people on our campuses. Lord, we pray today that you draw out many, many people to listen. I, I know, Lord, there's a lot of students still not on campus, and there's this, there's a fear of death, a fear of COVID. There's just, a, Lord, the, our whole world, the campuses in particular, have just been thrown into uh, topsy-turvy. I pray, Father, that, that in these days, at this time, There'd be many people who'd look for answers and they'd come out and they would hear the gospel and would be saved. Deliver me from evil men today, Lord, but do bring people who'd ask good questions and honest questions, sincere questions. I pray, Father, draw many, many, many people to listen today and that they would, they would listen. They would not just argue, they'd listen. And they'd pay attention and that your spirit would be moving. We know, Lord, apart from you, we can do nothing. Apart from you, we can do nothing. You've sent, you've sent us, Lord, to tear down speculations, to preach the gospel, to proclaim the truth, to contend for the faith, to preach the word. But, Lord, 
Apart from you, we can do nothing. So today, we simply are abiding in Christ. We're remembering that our strength comes from you, that you live within us, you dwell within us. Our power is not from ourselves, but from the one who is at work in us. I bless you, Lord, and I praise you today. It was all my heart. Thank you for the power of your word, the power of the gospel, the power of your spirit. Lord, the, the, the secularists, the LGBT, the, the Muslims, none of, it's, none of it's a match for the power of God. And I thank you today. I go forth in the power of God. Thank you, we all do. And we bless you. And we praise you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen and amen. Okay, folks, thanks for your prayers. I look forward to being with you tomorrow as well, 8.30 a.m. We're here every day, so I hope you join us. If you want to know more about my ministry, I would encourage you to write and ask for our book. Uh, I've written a book with a lot of the stories, and some of the stories of the camps I'm going to today are on this are, are in this uh, um, book, including the one that I made reference to a tremendous conversion uh, day. Um, you, you will really enjoy it. If you if you don't get that, write to us, Tom at TomThePreacher.com. Just that simple. And and uh, request a copy. If you uh, go to my website, TomThePreacher.com, and would like to leave a donation, you can. We, we kind of prefer that if we send you a book, but one way or another, request it. I'd be glad to send you one, okay? All right, everybody. God bless you. You have a blessed day, a strong day, a great day. Walk in the power of the Spirit. You be victorious. I'm planning on it today. I hope you will too, okay? God bless you. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.